Hello. Hello. to Three Stooges Throwback, the comprehensive, encyclopedic compendium of all things Three Stooges. From woman haters to sappy bullfighters, from Curly to Shemp, and even to Joe. I am your host, Gabriel Russo, and I'm looking at all 190 shorts produced for Columbia Pictures by the Three Stooges comedy team. Hello and welcome back once again to the Three Stooges Throwback Podcast. I am still your host, Gabriel Russo, and we are still going over the 190 shorts produced for Columbia Pictures by the comedy team, The Three Stooges. This is episode 41, covering the short, Oily to Bed, Oily to Rise. First things first, I use Wikipedia, IMDB, and threestooges.net to find all the information for the episodes. And I usually watch them on Daily Motion or YouTube, although now I am watching them, as I've mentioned before, on The Three Stooges, all one word, account on YouTube, because they're all in 1080p and they look fantastic. I have read almost, I guess, almost every book on the boys, and I use my own brain to formulate opinions on the shorts, and I also regurgitate the opinions of others. But I am not an expert on the Three Stooges, oh no, I'm just a knowledgeable fan. And I make mistakes, and I leave things out, and I overlook things, but it's fine. I repeat stuff, you'll get over it, it'll be okay. With that being said, let's get on with the show. Oily to Bed, Oily to Rise has a runtime of around 18.20, 18 minutes and 20 seconds or so. It was shot over four days. From March the 16th to March the 20th, 1939. So just a few today is the 1st of April. So we're only a couple of weeks removed from the shooting of, from the anniversary of the shooting of this. The last short that they shot was in December of 1938. So it's a nice little break uh, to tour, I guess, do live shows and whatnot. It was released on October the 6th. 1939. So there are seven months between shooting and releasing of this short. Curly, Larry, and Moe are your stooges for the day. This is produced by Jules White, who was born in Budapest, Hungary. He was a child actor at 10 for Pathé Films. He said of the stooges that it was easier to show them what to do than to write it down. He takes a lot of credit for the Stooges' personalities and everything, saying, if I liked it, it stayed. If I didn't like it, it was gone. Um, maybe that's true, I don't know, but it feels like the Stooges kind of came from vaudeville with their uh, personalities sort of formed. Maybe he kind of refined things and made them, I, I mean, you know, made them film ready or quality or whatever, I don't know. Who knows? Someone's always trying to take credit for something or other. So, directed by Jules White. Story and screenplay by Maury Grashen. He's got 35 writing credits. Uncredited writer for Laurel and Hardy shorts. And Andrew Benison with 39 credits. He passed in 1942, so just a few years after this short. The featured players here include Dick Curtis as Clipper. 241 credits for Dick, 
Uh, he's the backseat swindler here. Recognize him. Regular listeners and watchers will recognize him. We've covered him a bunch, and he passed in 1952 of pneumonia, but he also had lung cancer. So, Eddie Lawton is Briggs. He was in the front seat. He's the front seat swindler. <laughs> 224 credits for Eddie. He traveled with the boys and was their straight man for their personal appearances. He played Percy Pomeroy in two Stooge shorts, So Long Mr. Chumps and Beer Barrel Polecats. I didn't look it up, but I wouldn't doubt if that isn't the only recurring character in uh, Stooge shorts. Percy Pomeroy in two different ones. That's interesting. James Craig here is the third swindler. He's driving. He's got 104 credits. He became a leading man in the 1940s. He screen tested for the part of Rhett Butler in Gone with the Wind. That's kind of an interesting little tidbit. Richard Fisk is Mr. Johnson. 89 credits for Richard. He was drafted in 1942 and killed two years later at La Croix Avrachon at 28 years old. He was posthumously awarded the Purple Heart, the Bronze Star, and several other military honors. He was in six solo Shemp shorts. Ha <laughs> ha, six solo Shemp shorts. And eight Stooge shorts. We've got Eva McKenzie as Mrs. Jenkins. 150 films between 1915 and 1944. Ida May and Eunice Fay were her daughters, and they were actors as well. Ida May McKenzie and Eunice Fay McKenzie. I have to say, I'm, I'm unfamiliar with both. Dorothy Moore is April Jenkins. This is her second and final Stooge appearance. Her first was in the last one, you'll remember. Uh, she was in the first two Blondie films as Blondie's sister. Lorna Gray... She is Mae Jenkins. 69 credits to her name. She was in a Captain America serial in 1944. In 1945, she changed her name to Adrian Booth. In 2001, she was one of the last remaining cast members who appeared in early shorts by the boys. And uh, most of her work came after 1941 with Republic Pictures. Her boss would give her flowers every time she started a picture, she is quoted as saying. That factoid there, 2001, she was one of the last remaining cast members who appeared in early shorts by the boys. And I believe she appeared at the uh, one of the Three Stooges reunions um, in Philadelphia, I believe they have them. Linda Winters is June Jenkins. She appeared on stage as Kay Winters. But she changed her name uh, professionally to Dorothy Comingor, where she was listed for this picture. In 1952, she was called before the House on Un-American Activities Committee, where she declined to answer questions and was therefore blacklisted. Yikes. Her career ended there. She played Marion Davies in a movie, and William Randolph Hearst hated her performance so much that he used all his newspapers to smear her. Um, turns out she was not a communist. She was uh, canvassing for, she was canvassing in Watts for Albert Decker, 
a candidate who won, but was put on a watch list for distributing communist literature to Negroes in Watts. She sounded like a pretty cool lady who got the shaft from uh, one of history's major jerks here, uh, William Randolph Hearst. She was uh, Susan Kane in the movie Citizen Kane, which is the, the Marion Davies role. They say that she was discovered by Chaplin, but she always disputed that. And uh, she said she only had limited meetings with him and one of his assistants, so who knows. And Victor Travers, or Travis, once again brings up the rear, this time as Uncle Tim. So we open on the swindlers, Eddie Lawton and James Craig in their car, talking about a lady selling her land, but they hope that she doesn't, or, uh, yeah, but they hope she doesn't learn that there's oil on it. <laughs> Dick Curtis comes out of the house with the deed signed. He looks very different with no mustache. Uh, we've seen him with little pencil-thin mustaches and in most of the shorts we've seen. So the three swindlers here, they don't trust each other, and they stash the deed in the car where, you know, we can all keep an eye out for it. So they're looking for more suckers to sell their land cheap. The boys are walking down the dirt road, and uh, Larry jumps into Moe's arms when uh, they come flying down the road in their car. Curly says, uh, I was thinking of a nice chicken and roast dumplings and picking his teeth. And, uh, Mo slaps him for not dreaming of enough for the two of them. <laughs> so Larry sees a farm with uh, chickens running around. And uh, Curly says, oh boy, hen fruit. Picks up an egg. And he starts acting like a chicken. He's clucking and walking around like that. They sneak in the barn here. And uh, Curly is still stealing eggs and clucking. And the owner comes in and, what are you doing in here? And he said, well, we're looking for food for work. You know, we saw that, saw up that wood and I'll feed you, the guy says. Mo says, come on, there's work to do. Curly starts to tiptoe out the door. <laughs> it was a pretty good little funny bit. Mo sits down while Larry and Curly have the, uh, they get the two-man saw. They can't do it. Mo takes over and Curly bends down to get his hat that he dropped and the saw runs over his head and it, the teeth are every which way, you know, it bends, bends the saw all messed up. Mo gets all mad and he's chasing him around. The saw, he, he's chasing him around and the saw gets bent backwards and then swings and hits him in the gut. And you can see the the protective thing in Moe's shirt. He's got some sort of a block under there that, that, you know. Then Curly looks at him and he goes, I didn't mean it. It was a coincidence. I like that. I'm going to I'm gonna start saying that. <laughs> so they try and uh, break the saw in half and then move the handle so that it, because they can't fix it. It slaps Curly in the face and he drops like a stone. I'm dead. I'm dead. Mo says, tell me your name so I can tell your mother. And Curly says, I, my mother knows my name. You know, he calls him a half brother to a weasel. And Curly says, on the weasel's behalf, I resent that. So Curly gets the a little hand saw and he's trying to cut saw the, uh, the, the big saw in half, which is, you know, ridiculous. Larry has an egg and Mo says, where'd you get that? Larry says, made to order while you wait. In comes the man. Larry puts the freshly laid egg in his mouth to hide it, which is gross. The man comes in and, and you know, he slaps Larry on the back and Mo gets a face full of egg. <laughs> Curly says, I'm sawing a saw in half with a saw, see? <laughs> Pretty long walk for a pun, but hey, you know. And now the little saw is smooth, too. So now they're both ruined. The guy says, you ruined my saws. 
Curly says, you could still use it for a cheese knife. <laughs> so he says, load that wagon and any more damage you'll be in jail. There's a trap door open underneath the, uh, in the, uh, in the wagon. And so they're, they're loading it with wood and it keeps falling out. And Curly climbs under to, to put the trap door up and it keeps hitting him. And he says, you won't hit me in the face, will you? And it falls down and hits him and he goes, oh, you took me illiterally. <laughs> Which is a great, like, almost missed little line. You took me illiterally. So they're loading it up. He still can't get it closed. And eventually he just lays there on the ground crying. Mo, Larry, I'm so aggravated. It's pretty funny. The aggravated line cracked me up. So we cut to the swindlers pulling up, and there's a sign that says, Free Auto. One of them uses the sign to wipe mud off of his shoe, and then he sets the sign on the car. So it looks like the car is free, you know? It, it says, Free Auto. <laughs> so here come the boys who are tired of walking, and Larry sits down. Mo sits down on Larry's knee, and then Curly sits on Mo knee, Mo's knee, so it's like levels of stooge. <laughs> Curly wishes for a car, and Mo says, always wishing, what does it get you? And Curly looks over and sees free car. Mo says, never look a gift horse in the puss. Larry's driving with Mo and Curly in the back as, they, as they've taken this free car. Curly then wishes for a cigar, and uh, his foot hits the glove compartment, which opens, and it's full of cigars. So he is a wishing wizard. <laughs> they all grab and light cigars. Larry turns around completely in, his, in the front seat. He's driving. <laughs> Curly just looks up and he goes, hey, don't look now, but I think we're about to be killed. <laughs> they almost run off the road. Mo complains that he's hungry. He tells Curly to do something. Wish, slug, wish. Curly wishes for chicken and dumplings and hot apple pie. And he tells Larry to pull over. Maybe we can get some food here. So enter Eva McKenzie as Mrs. Jenkins. She opens the door and says, The widow Jenkins never turns hungry men away. Come in, gentlemen. And they all look behind them. They all go, you know, walking in the door at the same time so they get stuck. Then Mo goes in and then Larry and Curly are next and they kind of do a little, like, footwork thing. And then Larry goes in. It's nothing, but it's kind of it's kind of a funny little, funny little aside or whatever, little, you know, bit. Curly keeps getting his wish. You know, and uh, Mo says to Larry, the guy is haunted. <laughs> They're eating. He says, uh, Larry says, the water tastes like oil. And she says, Miss Jenkins, that is, says, ever since the pump broke, it tastes like that. And Mo says, well, if there's work to be done to, to repay you for this beautiful meal. And the, the sincere look on Mo's face is weird. He's like, uh, like uh, it's like his Eddie Haskell moment. Although he's, you know, he comes later. So the pump needs fixing, and uh, a pumping we will go, they all start chanting. <laughs> a pumping we will go. The door hits Curly on the way out, and you can hear the, the crew all laugh pretty uh, pretty audibly. So then he grabs Eva on the way out, and they do a little dance for a minute. <laughs> they cut to them outside. Curly picks up a crowbar. Look, a rooster bar. Mo says, you mean a crowbar. Curly says, well, don't a rooster crow? Larry gets all emotional at what an idyllic spot it is. Curly says, yeah, it brings out the wood nymph in me. I wish we could meet three beautiful girls and settle down out here. And then up pull 
the widow Jenkins's three beautiful daughters. They get out of the uh, car and they say, we won the bathing beauty contest. <laughs> They're in bathing suits and capes, little capes. The boys go over and introduce themselves and uh, then go back to the pump. And it's dead and they take off the top. It's real heavy. They're jabbing a bar into it, jabbing the, the crowbar. Mo drops the crowbar down into it by mistake and all of a sudden it starts rumbling. Curly says, it sounds like a bear down there. I'll get a trap. Mo says, how could a bear be down there? And Curly says, well, it's barely possible. Ugh. Good luck. Uh, then he does that little finger. <laughs> like, like he's cool, you know. I do that finger snapping bit all the time. I mean, almost every day. But I'm a weirdo as I walk around work and whatnot. So. Mo holds up a match. To uh, look down into the pipe and it bursts into flame. They put the top of the pump back on and they start pumping. And they keep pumping at it. Mo looks in and he blah, gets a face full of mud. All of a sudden, an oil geyser shoots up. Mo says, Earl. Curly says, you mean oil, an oil geyser. We got to stop it up. And Curly sits on it and it stops. And he says, I'm a successful cork. And then all of a sudden it blasts him up in the air. And we get a great shot of Curly sitting on top of the geyser. He says, I'm an unsuccessful cork. Uncork me. So they throw a rope. He ties it to himself. And they just pull. And they pull him off the top of the geyser. And it is quite a fall for the stuntman. Or the sack of grain. Whatever it was. I couldn't tell. The family comes walking out of the house. It's a geezer right on your piazza. They're rich. And Eva says, but I just sold the farm for $50 an acre. They told me a dust storm was coming. Mo says, you've been swindled. We got to stop those guys. And Larry says, we can't stop them in these oily clothes. And Curly says, why not? The oily boy catches the worm. Ha, ha, the oily boy. So the only clothes are ladies' clothes. So the boys are in drag now. Mo says, put a light in the window, Ma. We won't be home till dark. And they run off. All three of them get in the front seat with their bonnets on. <laughs> Curly wishes he'd come face to face with the crooks. And we see the crooks walking on, walking down the road since their car has been stolen. <laughs> they jump in the back seat of the car and uh, they, think they, they think that Stooges are uh, dames. Curtis says, it's our car. It is our car. Here's the Jenkins deed. As he finds the deed in the back seat where he had stashed it. The Stooges turn. They just attack the Swindlers, and now no one is driving, so they're fighting in the car. The boys end up sitting, and the crooks are standing. The boys give them a judo flip out of the car. <laughs> and they all just flip right over. Those dummies took a beating. So the boys declare that they have nothing to worry about, and they seemingly take a nap, still in the backseat of the car, which no one is driving. And a truck's coming head on. They turn. They uh, end up back at the Jenkins place. She's crying as they walk in. Why did I sell? Why did I sell? Then the boys, like I say, the boys come running in. They get stuck as three in the door again. And then Larry and Curly try and go. They get stuck this time too. <laughs> so the boys save the day and hug the girls. They give them back the, the deed. Curly wishes for a justice of the peace. And in he walks. Mo says, now all you got to do is wish for quintuplets. And Curly says, it's a cinch. We'll honeymoon in Canada. And he winks at the camera and then does his little swoon thing and dips the girl. 
but he kisses Mo real quick. The end. So right there at the end, the reference to Canada is for, we've had him mention it before. This is the second reference. Maybe be the third. I think it's the second. Yeah, the second. This is for the Dion quintuplets who were born in 1934, and they were the first quintuplets to survive infancy. Like I say, this is the second reference to them. The oil that splats Mo in the face there uh, got in his eyes, and it was terrible, he says. Quote, I remember once when the prop man concocted a smorgasbord of gook, chocolate, whipped cream, asbestos chips, and linseed oil, ketchup, and other unknown goodies. The plot had us in one scene trying to repair a water pump. After many attempts, I took a screwdriver, knelt down, peered into the mouth of the pump, and jiggled the screwdriver inside of it. Gazing up the opening, I jiggled again, and I looked up a third time. Suddenly, a blob of assorted gunk got me right in the eye, and it took hours to clean me up for the next scene. It happened again in Mo, to Mo in 1946 in uh, The Three Troubledoers when chunks of soot got lodged under his eyelids. Oh, man. So they reused the shot of Curly on the gusher, sitting on top of the geyser, in Oil's Well That Ends Well, which is a 1958 Joe Besser Stooge short. We'll get to it. This is the only short that they do where Moe never hits Larry. This one gets a 9.35 on threestooges.net, and I really, really enjoyed this one. It's a solid 9 from me. Only one more left from 1939, but I will hold off on making my best of 1939 proclamation until the next episode. But anyway, we'll get to my uh, best ofs and uh, all that type of stuff. I listed the, or I put up the spreadsheet of all their shorts so you guys can check them out if you're, or check it out if you'd like. I don't know of what interest that would be to anybody but me. <laughs> but uh, anyhow, I guess that's going to do it. I'll stop rambling on. That's going to bring this episode to a close. Tune in next time when we will look at the next short, Three Sappy People. Thanks for listening. Thanks for all the nice messages about the podcast. Um, I got, I've gotten several nice messages and, uh, one in particular about getting, um, some sound bites and I'll see, I, I only have an X amount of time for recording, which you can tell probably by the shabby nature of the podcast, but, um, I'm working on my master's degree at the same time. So I have limited time, but I think it's a great idea if I could add sound bites to it, I I certainly will uh, give it a shot. And so look for that in the future. Go to anchor.fm if you want to make your own podcast. It's a great free site. Takes all the guesswork out of podcasting. Makes it uh, fairly easy to monetize your show. It has to be, you have to get a certain amount of listeners though. And so to get more than like the initial, you know, uh, bit of uh, money. And I haven't reached that plateau yet, whatever that happens to be. So let's get to listening out there. If you wouldn't mind rating and, re and reviewing the show, five-star reviews would really help and uh, get it out there, and then maybe people would listen. This last episode, uh, episode 41, had the most listens 
uh, of any of the recent ones, which is um, fantastic. And so thank you all very much. I said y'all. I never do that. Anyway, I have been your host and chief knucklehead, Gabe Russo, broadcasting from Stooge Studios, a.k.a. The Bathroom. See you next time. Bye.